the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. We have an amazing uh, guest today, and his name is Andrew Serafini. He works with Light and Dove Ministries, and it's going to be amazing. And of course, we are in the latter part of John, and today we pick it up in John 4, 6, and that'll be the second half of the show. But Andrew, welcome to today's show. I am so excited that uh, we can be Zooming because you're in Oregon today. So thank you for being here with us today. Um, if I could ask you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. And a good day, Pastor Adam. So great to be with you today. Um, I'm a former uh, Air Force you know, veteran firefighter and have over the last, I don't know, essentially 10 years, have really focused on bringing community solutions to uh, a very troubling time in, in history. And as we know, with what's going on in health and a lot of the deception and, and nefarious agenda that's being driven from the top down, uh, we've really focused on developing a ministry that serves the people and bringing solutions at a time where, where lies are being driven into the marketplace. And so our, our impetus and our driving factor is, is bringing Christ, uh, first and foremost, and bringing truth around public health and around, you know, specific uh, categories of, of, you know, what's happening in society right now that many people are being deceived and don't, don't know where to get good information from. You know, I have a, I'm so blessed to know you, and I know that uh, this ministry that you're part of has been doing some great and amazing things. I, I know you work closely with Dr. Judy Mikovitz and, uh, I, I think and I believe that she used to work for Dr. F- uh, Fauci. Yeah, that's correct. Dr. Judy is, is my godmother, and she was with the National Cancer Institute for 30 years. And so Dr. Fauci works for NIAID, and his department oversaw uh, essentially the NIH and her department. So she reported to Dr. Fauci for a number of years, and um, there was some, been some troubling corruption uh, coming from Fauci's desk, as we all know. So Dr. Uh, Mikovits has, uh, was part of the... A, a documentary called Plandemic that has now been the most seen film ever made. It's been seen more than 2 billion times wow. around the world. And that's with an, you know, intense censorship. And when I say censorship, I mean, they have completely tried to lock her down. And this movie still was able to make it around the globe and be viewed almost 2 billion times. So people are starving for truth and they're looking for answers. Um, and thank God for Dr. Judy for having enough courage to stand um, and not be paid, you know, bought out or, or you know, have her integrity compromised. Did Judy ever get arrested when she first left or was it just she got blacklisted? She was actually arrested. Uh, She spent five days in jail. She was never charged with actually with a crime. So, you know, several years later um, and actually was, you know, essentially um, given a gag order for five years. So when her gag order was over, um, I believe the next day she has been out and about really screaming from the rooftops what's going on in medicine, uh, waking people up to these perilous injections that are causing tremendous amounts of injury, uh, death, and the more that we understand and learn about them, uh, the message that Dr. Judy's been speech, you know, preaching for over 10 years of no more shots, really understanding the science behind what's going on in medicine. Uh, we're starting to see the aftermath of, of you know, what's going on with these COVID injections, and it's, it's not pretty. So, you know, I, I looked on, I believe it was the CDC website, and I think we had about they're, they're saying 36,000 deaths that are related to the jab, but my understanding is at least 10 times that. What do you say, Andrew? 
So it's actually the VAR system, which is a vaccine adverse event reporting system. And that system essentially accumulates the reported deaths or injuries that have been attributed to the injections. So with, you know, I think the number the last time I looked was about 33,000 deaths. And that's more deaths cumulatively since this, these injections started getting rolled out about 18 months ago than every other injection and vaccine combined over the last 30 years. Wow. We have lost more people. And so to your point, when you said 10%, there was a John Hopkins study that showed that the VAERS reporting system actually only reports about 1% of what's really going on. So you can extrapolate out 33,000 deaths and the other 99% of that is probably the more accurate number that we're seeing in in casualties and and serious injuries from from these injections. Wow. So, hey, you know, um, one of the things the other day, I I know they were questioning Dr. Fraud, Fauci, and they asked, they, they got into this little thing about asking about masks and he sent some emails to some of his friends about, you know, the masks don't really work. They're 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 just they're part of the mandates and kind of giving the government control. What do you think about masks? Well, the masks, essentially, there's no science to support uh, even wearing a mask. So we know that the size of the virus is literally 10 times smaller than the filtration system on the mask. Wow. Not to mention that there's a Prop 65 warning on the side of the box on the mask that they're pushing. So when you inhibit the immune system and, and essentially our five metabolic processes run off of 21 percent atmospheric oxygen. And so within two or three breaths of inhibiting our oxygen, you're already our CO2 levels are already in a dangerous place. So we look at the just the evidence of what's happened over, you know, over history and the 2000 or excuse me, 1918 Spanish flu. There were nearly 500,000 deaths from bacterial pneumonia attributed to the mask. So there's a number of reasons why the mask is being pushed uh, as part of the agenda. And when we think of what God has done and when he breathed life literally into the dirt, he breathed us into his image. Um, And so when we when we breathe oxygen, we're literally breathing the very thing that created us Mm -hmm. from the dust. Amen. And so there's a there's there's a definite agenda to, to hiding our smiles, keeping us in fear and anger. When we're in fear and anger, we're literally at our lowest operating frequency and we're driving acidity into the body, which causes illness and causes disease. So when we look at just this agenda all the way around and they're forcing our children to wear the mask and mandating shots that are that have literally no medicinal value. Um, we're starting to see the aftermath of, of, of you know, what we call a pandemic. It's not a pandemic. It's just a planned event that's been in motion for quite some time. So here's what's interesting to me. I know that I, I, I believe I read uh, a thesis that Dr. Fraud, I'm sorry, Fauci, wrote, wrote about uh, of the, the 1918 Spanish flu. And he actually uh, quoted saying that the, he thought the masks were probably one of the contributing factors that killed a lot of people. How is this guy able to get away with what it's doing and what is the great – the greater agenda behind all of this madness? Well, you know, that's, that's really the question of the hour. And I think we have to look to scripture. It says that the love of money, not money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And so we've seen Fauci, fraud Fauci for the last five presidencies uh, operating within an ecosystem of having a large budget um, that he, you know, essentially, you know, establishes grants and the, 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 his billion dollar, you know, several billion dollar budget is what goes out to the things that he wants to fund. And so when we talk about the agenda, not only do we know that this is a depopulation agenda, you know, we can look to the Georgia Guidestones and some of the other print and, and literature that's being essentially circulated. Um, but we're, we're really seeing a division of, of elites versus what they refer to us as the deplorables, right? We're the worthless eaters. Um, and so you're seeing a division and in, in the elites uh, essentially uh, wanting to control and surveil, surveil us worthless eaters as we move forward. And as they thin the herd out, uh, their target uh, population is about 500 million people, which would be a 90 percent reduction in the, in the current population. So wow. it's pretty, uh, it's as evil as it gets. And it's in this, this, uh, this weapons pointed at our children. In fact, they're trying to make these COVID injections uh, be part of the childhood shot schedule, which would make it mandatory for your child to go to school um, if that gets adopted into the, uh, the childhood shot schedule, which is getting obviously huge pushback uh, now that people are waking up to what's really going on with these injections. Wow. Listen, if you just tuned in, you are here with Freedom with Adam Riojas. And I have an incredible guest today. His name is Andrew Serafini. And we're literally talking about this amazing ministry that he has, Light Dove Ministries, and they're bringing light to the madness that's happening with these COVID vaccines, the mandates, the masks. Uh, so here's another question. Do you think 
that they're going to continue this madness. I know right now people aren't really like, well, there's different things happening all the way around the world with food shortages and, and the leather and the Netherlands trying to kind of get rid of 3000 farms and in uh, Ireland and through all of Europe. So where is this going, Andrew? Are, are we, can we expect something more crazier than what we've just been through? Oh, I think Adam on, in a lot of ways, and, and I don't want to, drive fear, but I do want to wake people up and, and, and implore people to be prepared. We do know that 2023 is going to be a tough year as it relates to food. Uh, the shipping and, and supply chain has been severely interrupted. Thankfully, we were able to uh, glean a lot of information internationally from places like Switzerland and the Netherlands and Hungary and Russia, as we have a, a global audience from our connections with Dr. Judy and the work we're doing around the world. And there's reports coming in from everywhere that the governments are purposely having them to destroy crops. Um, there is such a nefarious agenda. You know, the second largest you know, food supplier in many ways is Ukraine. And now that's being occupied. So when we look at all the things in the ecosystem of what we're working in right now, it's incredibly important, one, to stay connected to truth. The first fruits of our, of our, of our day should be given to the Lord and understanding the word of truth. So it sets our compass for the day. Um, but beyond that is really asking questions, being hyper vigilant. Don't just take things at face value. We've, we've really been conditioned to just believe our doctors and believe those in medicine. Um, and it's caused tremendous amounts of harm and pain. And I want your listeners to really hear this and remember where we just came from. They shut down our businesses. They shut us down and locked us down. And Dr. Deborah Burks, who was part of that coronavirus task force, is now coming out saying these were all lies. There was, this wasn't based on science. It was literally just ways to control the population. And so our, our biggest prayer right now is this justice will be served. We have ample evidence against crimes against humanity, against Nuremberg Code infractions. And as we bring this evidence forward, it is, it's lock and barrel to put these guys in jail for life. I mean, this is really the, the, the greatest clash of good versus evil before our very eyes. So, I mean, there's been a lot of lawsuits that I've seen within the system. And I, I, I don't, I mean, most of these judges are turning everything down. How do we, how are y- your ministry with uh, Judy uh, Mikovits? how is this going to happen? I mean, give us some hope. Tell us how this is going to get to the courts, who's going to hear it and, and what's being done to prepare us for that. Well, I think what we're, we're seeing, and we're seeing this all around the world, in places like Brazil and China, Iran, people are protesting. I mean, there's a million people out in the streets in Brazil right now. So as people are waking up and there's this non-compliance of saying, listen, I'm not just going to do what I'm, what I'm being told because of, of the fact that you're telling me to do it. We have to start doing what's right above all else. And what is love? Love is courage. Love is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be willing to say the hard things. We've got to be willing to speak into our family members and speak into those that are lost right now and not be, oh, I don't want to offend them or I don't want to bring it up to them. Their life is at stake. And it's our job as people that understand what's going on right now to educate others and to bring this information to as many people as we possibly can. So what does a, a normal person in ch- church do? Because you're a man of God. Um, Judy is a Christian as well. How do we tell our churches, our peoples that, hey, there is a, a nasty, evil plan that's putting, being put into place and it's, and it's evil and, it's, and they want to kill you off. I know Bill Gates is part of this as well. He thinks 500, 500 million people is what the earth should come, uh, come pass. And when I think of that, I think the guy's nuts because you can put the whole population of the world in Alaska and give everybody an acre of land. And so he talks about overpopulation. How do we wake up churches? How do we wake up the church? Part of what we've, do, we've been doing is, is hosting events, large events. And so we know that my, it says in Hosea in, in chapter 4, verse 6, that my people are destroyed for what? for lack of knowledge. And so as we bring awareness and as we bring together community and we bring together connection, we do the very opposite of the things they're telling us to do, to isolate and to to social distance. None of this was based on science. So how do we wake up the church? We do that by, by, let us not forsake the assembly of meeting together, right? And we, we bring this information together and we hold our pastors also accountable. Because if they're not speaking the word of truth and they're, they're turning a blind eye to what's happening in society right now, it's our job as, as, as congregations 
congregations and as ministries to hold our pastors you know, accountable and to bring this information forward. There's so much evidence now and being able to get access to good information, like, like the highwire.com. Every Thursday at 11 a.m., they do a two-hour show on medical reporting all over the world. And you're getting data, you know, peer-reviewed journals and science that are really looking at what's going on from a you know, data, you know, statistical you know, standpoint. What are we really looking at is from factually, you know, factual perspectives. And so as we plug into the, you know, the truth and get this information out to more and more people, um, it's, we know that, that God wins, right? We already know how this story ends, but we've got to wake up and we've got to stand for what's right. Um, and that requires courage. And so as we bring courageous people together, and we're hoping that as we continue to really, you know, educate across the country and raise up other leaders that other people will follow. And before long, we'll, we're seeing it now. The tipping point is here, right? We're starting to really see that as well. People aren't accepting the boosters. They're pushing back on, on, on certain mandates and things. And um, it's going to require all of us to lock arms together uh, at a time such as this. Amen. I heard it the other day that they're trying to tell people that you probably need to get a booster every couple of weeks now. I'm like... This is madness. They're trying to kill people off even faster than what it's already taking place. And, you know, I know personally know people that have taken the vaccine and died within like 72 hours. And I also know people now that that have been harmed by it. Uh, But there's still people that turn a blind eye to it. And there's actually people that don't like to hear that stuff in church. What would you tell those folks? Maybe there's some right now listening what would you tell them if they're thinking, this is just all conspiracy? What would you tell them? Well, I can tell you this. With each injection, and you had a, a uh, very deceptive narrative of people when they came out with this shot or these products saying that they're 95% safe and effective. We all remember that, right? They're safe and effective. They're safe and effective. That number now is in the negative 32, negative 34%. What wow. does that mean? That means you have a higher propensity of getting sick if you've actually taken the injections. And with each injection, it's actually dismantling your innate or your frontline God-given immune defenses. So as we just look at the data, we won, and by also understanding that these, none of these, not that, not that the FDA has any more trust or standing anymore, but an FDA-approved drug requires standardization. It requires that all of the shots have the same dosage. What we're in right now is the largest you know, stage three clinical trial in humanity that's been launched on the world. This is all under emergency use authorization. There is no data collection. You can open the package insert on these, on these injections, and there's nothing on them. There's no safety data whatsoever. So if you want to roll your sleeve up and put that kind of stuff in your arm, knowing that this is a, a you know, not only is there nothing medicinal about the shot, it doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do except destroy your immune system. And so we're really working hard to present that data. So it's very uh, clear um, what people are, you know, so they can make educated decisions for them and their families. Amen. I know you're a pretty healthy person and you, you keep yourself fit. Um, what about those that have taken the vaccine? Is there a remedy for them? Should they continue to exercise? Is there any vitamins they should be taking? And they're like, hey, I, I don't like how I'm feeling. I, I, I know something is going on with my body. What would, what would you tell somebody like that? Well, first and foremost, there's, there's always hope. Um, and my and, and with any any sort of uh, you know health protocol, the most important thing is the condition of our soul. So what we're doing with Amen. Life of Ministries is bringing uh, that God isn't just a, a component of of what's going on, but He is the equation, and everything comes from there. So as we really integrate the spiritual strength with health and wellness, um, it's super important that people that people that have taken the shot know that there are solutions, that there's ways through functional nutrition and you know lifestyle factors including getting outside and getting, you know, vitamin D on our faces with the sunshine and, um, you know, exercising. But there's also protocols that we've developed that are now clinically validated that those that may have had injuries or, or even vaccine, you know, um, um, they're remorseful and they're wondering, how can I get this stuff out of my body? There's ways to safely detox, um, you know, the stuff that's been put in the shot. And there's a number of different adjuvants or poisons in the shot. So unless there's an intervention, we know that uh, you know, roughly 16 months without any, inter- any intervention that the spike protein will continue to replicate in every cell of the body unless there's an intervention. So it's really, really important that people have taken the injection, that they take their health seriously, that they support their natural immune systems. And what we're doing with Light Dove Ministries is giving them access as a member of the ministry to very safe therapeutics that have been shown to be safe and effective for what's happening with this COVID pandemic. That's pretty powerful. We still got some more time, but I wanted to ask you, if somebody wants to personally 
reach you or the ministry or, or church, because there's a lot of pastors now listening to the show uh, because of the interviews. Um, how do they get a hold of you, your ministry? How do they get you to come to their churches? How do they get you to, to be a blessing to them? Yeah, thank you for the question as well. Um, and, you know, as far as, you know, some of the bigger events we've done, we've been working with the River Family Church in Vista. We've done some work at, at your church as well at the Cross and yes. bringing some education and testimonies. And uh, we just hosted a, a large event at Grace Church uh, in Oceanside. And so as we, lightdubministries.com is the website. That um, new platform is actually going to be released in about two weeks. So there's a contact form. Uh, we had to make a large capital investment to pull all of our websites and digital assets off of a, and onto a decentralized server because we were being censored so badly. Our businesses have been, have been widely attacked. Our paywalls have been torn down. We cannot operate and get the, and get the information out in the current you know, situation that we're in. So we've developed a whole new platform and Light Dove Ministries com will be that platform to our members where they can have access to safe therapeutics. They can have access to safe protocols, how to get in touch with us to host events um, and really bring, you know, um, credible information and resources so people could begin to not only educate themselves, you know, it's like Christ did. He taught people how to fish. And so we don't want to just hand somebody something and, and, and they're off on their way. We want to empower people to have an understanding of what's going on in health. And the most important part of this is to cultivate the spiritual man, you know, the man that the, the Christ man inside of us. And so the strength moving forward as a community is that much more powerful. Amen. That's pretty powerful. You know, I, I don't know how far left this is, but I thought I heard Judy, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovic say that, that there was actually a, a, a remedy or a solution for cancer uh, that we had the medicine that could cure it. Is, is that true? There's a number of, of different curative strategies, and a lot of those um, you know, therapeutics have been buried, much like we're seeing the propaganda you know, surrounding COVID, but has largely been around medicine for decades. And so the, we know and, and have seen drugs like Suramin. Suramin is a 100-year-old drug that's great for you know, autistic children. And when Monsanto and Bayer saw the application of this medicine having such a profound impact on, t- on, a, on the autistic population, guess what they did? They took it off the market. And so it's this sort of stuff that's happening. But having a multifocal approach, looking at good nutrition, good, clean food is so, so critical. And then understanding what that person's dealing with, what what their health picture is. And so that's another thing that Light Dove Ministry does with with Dr. Judy being our health minister is we do a lot of health coaching. So we get an understanding of their health history, where they are now and how we can set them on a trajectory that's going to keep them healthy for the times ahead. So what do you see ahead of us for 2023? Do you see the church? You know, I know we have this one last revival. I, be, I believe that every time I read scripture, especially out of Job, uh, Joel, and what do you think? What's, what do we have? I, I don't want you to be a prophet, but what do you procrastinate, you know, to tell the audience, this is what's going to happen. Be prepared or uh, what would you tell people? For 2020, I think I think COVID is one has been a blessing in many, many ways. And I'll tell you why, because it's exposed everybody for who we are. So when the pressure's on and I like to use the olive press analogy, the olive press press of pressure that squeezes out what's good or what's bad in us. We've either had a choice to draw close to God during these last three years or to draw away from him. And I think that God is setting the stage for a very powerful miracle that a remnant church is literally being formed for those that are standing in courage, that are standing in integrity, that aren't going to be pushed off. Um, it's those people that are going to lead this charge. And I think many of us that, um, you know, have been watching sort of, you know, the, the, the pastors that are tickling people's ears in church, then they're not allowing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to lead their churches. I think there's going to be a judgment coming, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be uh, in for a rude awakening. So I say all that to say this, is it's our it's our, it's our duty, it's our honor to draw close to the Lord right now and to share those, those, those fruits that God develops in us through maturation and through strength and bring that to those that are lost. That's our biggest goal right now is to save, help save the lost and to bring truth that might draw them closer to the throne of God. Amen. What would you tell an unbeliever right now? Because there's obviously unbelievers listening to the show now. How would you encourage them? What would you tell them? 
I would just say that eternity is written on your hearts and written on nature. And there's a perfect little puzzle piece that's in your heart that's perfectly designed for Christ to come in and fill. And that the emptiness that, that people fill and that no amount of money, no amount of sex or drugs or education can fill that void. And so the only person that can fill that void is, is a man named Jesus Christ who died for each one of us so that we could have life and life everlasting. And so I would just implore you to, to seek truth and ask God, if you're real, show yourself to me. And he will. It says, ask, seek, and knock, and you shall find. Simply open the door to your heart, have an open mind. And I know a lot of people have been hurt in church and they, you know, have, they point to, uh, you know, the hypocrisy or whatever happened in that, in that, in that anger and hurt. Um, but I implore you to, uh, man will always disappoint you to go to the one that, that, that made you fearfully and wonderfully and has the instruction manual for that, for who you are. And he will show himself real to you. Amen. We have uh, like two minutes for this last part of the show. Um, and I, I want to end it with you. I, I, I want to see if, uh, if you'd be willing to give us a word of encouragement for these last couple of minutes. Yes, I, I just, you know, I encourage each person, one, to be curious, to do your own research. Don't just take what people are saying at face value. Two is to find a good church, a good spirit-filled church that's like the cross and like grace, you know, you know these churches that are, that are standing for, for freedom and standing for truth and get plugged into a community. I know in many of the folks that we've interacted with at the events and, and people that they're looking for their tribe, right? And we're finding each other. God is, is bringing us together. And so as we, as we find each other out there and, and we're, we're, we're working to to bring a better future. At the end of the day, this, this weapon's pointed at our children as well. So if we don't stand together right now and we don't lock arms with, with Christ at the center and put on our full armor of God daily, I don't know if we are at war right now, if we, whether we know it or not, we are at war and it requires us getting active. So I just encourage each person that's listening to this show, one, to know that there are solutions, two, to know that, we, that there are people out there like you, and three, to just stand in courage uh, at a time where we're courage has never been more important um, that we can really lock arms to, to protect God, family and country. Amen. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, We love you. Um, Thank you. And thank you for encouraging this audience that just listen. And again, it's uh, lightdoveministries.com. Love you, Andrew. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back, folks. God bless you. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option that values constitutional rights and medical freedom, serving ages 3 through 6th grade. Hosted by At the Cross Church in Oceanside, they offer in-person classes and electives Tuesday through Thursday, along with a classical conversation community offering foundations and essentials on Mondays. And they're now accepting applications for fall 2022. Visit them online at atthecrossoceanside.com. That's atthecrossoceanside.com. Woo-hoo! Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. We just had an incredible guest, Andrew Serafini, and I hope it blessed you. But here is the latter part of the show, and I hope this even blesses you more as we finish John 14. Um, and we're going to pick it up at John uh, 14.5. If you remember last week, um, we talked about this place that, that Jesus was going to prepare for his disciples and for you and I. And today we'll pick it up in 5, in five uh, John 14, 5, and it says this, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, 
What a truth bomb that Jesus just told Thomas. He's saying, right now you can't go, but let me tell you something. I am. You know that this is now the sixth time in the book of John that Jesus uses the great I am. You're like, what does that mean? If you've ever read scripture in Exodus um, chapter 3, when Moses was went up to the mountain because he saw the bush that was on fire and the angel in the midst, and as he gets up there and begins to speak, he knows that he's speaking to God. He takes off his shoes because the snow, this, he knows that this mountain is where the presence of God is right there. And he says, this is holy ground. But as he speaks to Jesus or God, if it's easy for you to understand, he says this, um, Moses is speaking and he says, you know, how are they going to know what's going to be your name? And in Exodus 3, verse 13, the latter part, it says, And they shall say to me, what is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. This is exactly what Jesus is saying to them. I am. And if you remember in John 8, 53 to 59, he's having a discussion, Jesus, with the Jews. And he tells them before Abraham was, I am exactly what he's proclaiming. He is. He's God. Remember, Matthew portrays Jesus as king. Mark looks at him as a servant. Luke brings out his humanity. And John tells you. Who he is, God. In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And as if you look throughout scripture, um, especially in the New Testament, we see that in Philippians 2, 5 to 11, it tells you that, that Jesus was in the form of God. In Colossians 1, 15 to 18, it tells you that he created all things, that he holds all things together. By him, all things consist. And it says that he is the image of the invisible God creator in Colossians 2, 18 to 10. It tells us that in Jesus dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily Titus 2, 11 to 14. It says he is the great God and savior referring to Jesus in first Timothy 3, 16. Paul says God was manifested in the flesh in Hebrews 1, 1 to 10. We can read that Jesus was the brightness of God and that he was the express image. That means that he was exactly like him. And it tells us that he holds all things together, together. First John 5, 7 uh, uh, five, seven tells it there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the wood and the Holy ghost. And these three are one first John five twenty tells us that Jesus is a true God. Jude, who was his, who was Jesus's half brother through his mother, Mary tells us that Jesus is the only wise God and our savior. He's God. In order to have a relationship, a true relationship to enter into heaven, you need to know that he is God. You need to accept him as your God, your Lord, and your Savior. You could do it right now if you don't know him. Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you resurrected on the third day. Forgive me. Be my God. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. It's so easy that it sounds crass. That's how easy it is, though. And God cannot lie. In verse 6, it continues when he's, this is the sixth time when it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but through me. Remember, he is the life. He is the life giver. He is the one that breathed into Adam when he formed him out of the dirt from the ground. That is the Jesus. And you can't come unto the Father but through Jesus. And Jesus says in five seven and fourteen seven, if you had known me, you should have known my father, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. He is the exact representation. He's telling Thomas, You see me, you see the Father. 
And now Philip jumps onto this discourse and says, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father. And it suffices. It's going to be enough. And then in 10, it says, believest thou not that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Just like in John 10, 30, when it says, I and my father are one. Jesus and the father are one. What a powerful scripture. What a powerful discourse he's having with Philip and just recently with Thomas. And of course, the rest of the disciples are listening to him. Today is your opportunity. Listen, he that has an ear, listen what the spirit says unto you. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. He was saying, you see me do miracles. A little bit before this, he rose someone from the dead who had been in the grave for four days. Four days. Come out, Lazarus. And he called him by name. I believe had he not called him by name at that point that all the dead would have risen at that point. But he called him by name. Of course, you could believe him because of his works sake. You know that in, in John 10, uh, verse uh, and 33, 10 to 33, after he had proclaimed that him and his father were one, they picked up stones to stone him because him being a, a mere man was making himself out to be God. That's who he is. He's God. And that's what John is telling us. And that's what Jesus is saying. In verse 12, it says, Barely, barely, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. What a powerful statement. Most people believe that, well, you're not going to be able to raise the dead. What do you mean? God has given you that gift. Well, you're not going to make the sick feel better. What do you mean? God has given you that power. Now it takes faith and perhaps maybe that's not your gift, but there are people that are gifted with that gift. You could pray. God can come upon you and you could raise the dead. You could lay hands on someone and they can be healed. The church has gotten soft. We, we don't believe what Jesus says. We believe what all these theologians put in our ears. To me, it's telling me that we will do greater things than he did. Look what he says. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. You know, the half brother of Jesus, James, in chapter one, tell us that, tells us that we need to ask in faith. Hebrews 11.6 says that but without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Believe that he's God, believe that he's Lord, believe that he's the Savior, believe that he answers prayer, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Maybe your prayers aren't are going unanswered. Maybe you're not diligently seek him. What does that require? That requires you getting into scripture. That requires you listening to the truth. That requires you Getting your direction from God, from God himself. As scripture continues, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then 14, 16 says, and I will pray the father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. This trips up so many people. But when we look at scripture, when we look at 1 John 5, 7 and other and other. Uh, places where the Bible says Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're like, well, it's talking about three persons. Yes, but those three make up one God. They each have an individual ministry, but it's one God, not three gods, one God, one God. And the Spirit is here to comfort you. Once you ask Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then the Spirit will comfort you and he will bring you to all truth. As we continue in 17, 14, 17 says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you 
know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That is the Spirit of God. Can you believe this? That the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, all the power of the universe dwells within you. Nothing is impossible for God. You have the ability to enter into the throne room and have a conversation to be able to unload on God and God will be there for you because he will comfort you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through the book of John, and we're currently in John chapter 14, 18, and we are now speaking about the Holy Spirit and how Jesus left and didn't leave us orphans. I will come to you, he says in 18, yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. You know what he's saying to you right now? That he's going to give you life. Life. He's going to breathe in you his spirit. That's the holy God that we serve. Verse 20 says this At that day you shall know that I am, am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. We become one with God. In first John, John tells us that that we don't know him yet completely, but when we see him. We will be like him. Isn't that amazing? We will have this glorified body. To some, it may sound like a myth, even to believers. We hear it so much that it comes in and out the other ear, and we don't take it. We take it for granted sometimes. But let me tell you is that this is the reality. Everything proves there's a God. Everything does. Let me give you a nugget. You know that at one point, the Bible says that, that there is in Isaiah that there's rivers of fresh water flowing underneath the oceans. And they thought that was a hoax. They would just point to that and see it's fake. It's all salt water out there. And guess what happened when we invented submarines? They found rivers of fresh water flowing underneath the ocean floors. He's God. And his word is 100% accurate. And it's all truth. And he wants to speak truth into your life because there's so much deceit right now. There's so much wickedness going on in the world. The Bible says that if it was even possible, the elect would even be deceived. There's a strong delusion right now. And we need to open up our eyes for believers and those that don't believe. Well, here's the truth. Here's what can save your life Literally, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, this is Jesus, he it, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. He says, I will reveal myself to him. This is what Jesus does. He reveals himself to you once you ask him into your heart, once you begin to listen to him, to keep his commandments. People say, well, I can't keep the Ten Commandments. No one can. The commandments tells us, tell us, you and I, what sin is. And when we know what sin is, there's a conviction of the Holy Spirit that'll keep you away from sin. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, that's not good. Today, you can listen to him. Believer or non-believer, then Verse 22 says this in John 14, Judas said unto him, not I scared, not the one that betrayed him. And so they're making it clear because Judas had already left after Jesus had washed his feet and literally loved him to the end. It says, go do what you're going to do and betrayed him. But this is not that Judas, not I scare it. Lord, how is it that thou will manifest or reveal yourself unto us and not unto the world? It's a logical question. It's a good question. There are no dumb questions. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me and keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He, the father and the son will make their home inside of you. That is powerful. God comes into you. 
God will begin to comfort you. God becomes your advocate. Jesus is your in, goes before you as an intermediary. 24 says this, he that loveth me, not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. Very clear. He's speaking what the father put in him to share to others. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. I'm here with you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things unto your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You know what that means? That means if you sit in a church service, God will confirm if he's speaking truth if you're reading his word because whatever you read, he will bring to your remembrance. And if that pastor or that person is deceiving you, God will bring you back and show you in scripture what truth is, or you someone else. Verse 27 says this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What a powerful that is. He's promising peace in the storm. You know that in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, Verse 6, there's an incredible prophecy. It actually starts in 1, but I'm only reading 6 today. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, prophetic, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Jesus, the government upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called, listen, Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's why he can promise peace, because he is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. He is the one that reaches out in the middle of the storm, like he did Peter, and pulls him out and calms the raging waves and the storms around you and me whenever we whenever we find ourselves in turbulent waters and turbulent trouble trials um the bible says in uh philippians 4 7 it says this and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus it's difficult to understand this peace. All we do as believers is accept this peace and say, God, thank you for giving me peace. Thank you for seeing me through the storm. That's who Jesus is. And if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're speaking about this incredible peace that Jesus gives you. And he promises that in 14, John 14, 27. And I'm going to read it because we're closing up. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid. There's a lot of madness going on. If you tuned in earlier, you saw this magnificent man of God who right now is out there preaching, letting people know the the deceptiveness that we are going through right now in America and throughout the world. If your heart is troubled, that's the type of men, the type of ministries that we should be listening to. These are the things that will help our heart not be troubled and let it not be afraid. You know that it's a commandment not to be afraid? It's a commandment not to be afraid. The Bible says in Timothy that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. That's straight out of scripture. That's one of the scriptures that I live by. That he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I 
don't have to be afraid. Neither do you. You don't have to face tomorrow alone. You can face it with Jesus. Sometimes believers need to be reminded, pastors, laymen, and those that are even not even Christians, that this peace is possible and that you don't have to be afraid because the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. He's leaving and coming back for his people. If you go unto the Father, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Total humility. When he knows that they are one, total humility. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it has come to pass, you might believe. You might believe when you see these things happening. You might believe when your heart is troubled. You might believe when everything around you is falling apart. That he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back for his people. If you're an unbeliever, you can say, Jesus, right now, come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose on the third day. Help me, God. Forgive me, God. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. It's that simple. And then in verse 30, as we begin to close, it says, Here, Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and that's nothing in me. Do you know who that prince of the world is? Satan. You guys have heard all this Balenciaga, all this madness, this, this guy in, in Spain, this famous designer, and what's going on with that. Now they're finding out all the, the pedophile, the satanic things that they're doing. It's no longer a conspiracy. It's the truth. You can come to Jesus right now, but that the world may know that I, that I love the Father as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Literally, he's saying, what's up? Get up, let's do this. That's my language, but so you can understand it, it's simple. Let's do this. Church, let's do this. Prepare yourself. The days are coming when, when your faith will be tried, your faith will be tested, but stand God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. The days are upon us. Man, thank you so much for listening today. And I, I pray to God that you were blessed today. I pray that your spirit was lifted up above. I pray that you take heed today that Jesus loves you and that you don't have to be afraid any longer and that he is the only way, the only truth. And that you can't come unto the Father, but by Him. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at atthecross.com or visit us at 2112 El Camino Real in Oceanside. God bless you and thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. We love you. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.